Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content, such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nice, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex and sound effects of various qualities. Cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. Light him if you got him. I guess uh, he, Atticus would see a a human woman that uh, basically is just like looking at him like he let her down, but it's a specific woman. Hey, little dude, like your makeup's running. You already know I can't wear makeup. Yes, the purple district that no longer looks purple. All the buildings look a little bit more black. Whatever brought it life is making it fall apart. Did a lack of sustenance, most we would say. You see far in the back that begins to form a very horrifying visage of a Jabberwock. I'm gonna yell out like, uh, <laughs> we need to leave uh, now. Hey, looks like we're like leaving and all. You, you gave birth like a few hours ago, but I think you'll be okay. Eddie, the moment your blade goes, the whole house shake. The layout of the city has changed. Eddie, did you slip anything into my water? Nah, I wouldn't do that. You know, consent and all that. Uh, although, follow-up question. Did you slip anything into mine? No, it seems there's some fuckery about here. Explain to me what you're doing in the purple district. You should be at the tent. Sorry to rain on your parade, but I'm not one of the clowns. I simply wish to fix many of the issues here. There's no issues whatsoever. No, everyone's happy here. Making the concept of death a different form. No longer a sign of death, but simply a rebirth. Harmony without genocide? Are you mad? You're speaking about the extinction of your species. Just know you are on the losing side. There's a great war coming, and I plan to be sided with the victors. A monstrosity crawling behind you. No, stop. Don't go. Kind of puts his hand on its forehead and just says, that's enough of that. You're just like him. Just like him. I'm better than him. So then, like, Street Rat doesn't know. He's alone. And he stops. It, no, it, 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 it like, hurts. It, make, make, make it, make it stop. 
ears, his mouth, his nostrils just start exuding a smoke, almost as if like evaporating from his head. <laughs> Looks around. Man, someone should really clean up this district. It's really messy. Welcome to House Calm Blood, and I'm your DM Gray, and I'm with uh, Nita. Hello, Nita here. I play Aluya Oblak, and I am a human cleric sorcerer. All right, then we have Moo. Hello! My name is Moomin. I play Seer, a Genasi artificer, alchemist. Okay, then we have Eddie. Hello, I am Mega, and I play the character Eddie, the Triton Bastard class. Uh, featuring uh, guest star and personal friend, Eddie. And we have uh, Johnny Boy. Hey, I'm JD. I play Gray, the DM. Oh, well, shit. Um, I don't have my character sheet ready. Hey, I'm JD, and I play Atticus, the human-ish sniper. All right. I, I feel like even with the recap, we need a recap on a recap. My lord, a lot of shit happened. If memory serves me right... You guys finished uh, fighting Jabberwock, went into uh, the house, the manor, and uh, went downstairs, noticed I was flooding, decided to evacuate um, as Mega cut a route connecting a, uh, a, uh, a child Genasi and a mother Genasi, which... Uh, and he's start- always willing to get to the root of a problem. Yep, r- really is. Uh, pissing off the slime. Uh, causing a monster house situation where uh, the layout actually changed. And uh, I believe at this time, uh, Seer starts uh, shit-talking Thimrath, or uh, the best way to put it, uh, uh, discusses personal philosophies and uh, worldviews. At this time, uh, Eddie and Atticus are running away from a manifestation of this slime in the form of uh, the recently passed uh, Jabberwock uh, throughout the house. Tell uh, Atticus gets the bright idea, taking advantage of this weakened slime and uh, taking the last emotion it has left, uh, fear, <laughs> this poor starving creature, and uh, eats it whole. Along with, and not limited to, the Genasi mother and child. <laughs> and I believe at this point, uh, Eddie has uh, a little heart-to-heart with uh, Eddie and uh, some... Some smoke gets thrown around, and uh, Eddie seems a bit different, as uh, he doesn't seem like he recalls anything that ha- or a majority of events that happened recently. I believe uh, that's just about everything, isn't it? If uh, we got uh, no corrections to what I said, let's uh, set up the scene a little bit. We're in the purple district, no longer purple, no longer black, just sparse, missing buildings and uh, structures with uh, a whole group of elves. Uh, We have Mega and Atticus after uh, what recently happened last session. Atticus full, Mega forgetful. Aluya watching from a distance. Seer speaking with Thimrath. I need to ask uh, Aluya since, you know, you, you weren't present last session and uh, you, you had a good amount of time. Uh, what has Aluya been doing within this crowd? We've we just been assuming that she's been outside of the action of what's been happening in the house. Uh, I would be trying to get information as to 
uh, gauge what's kind of going on in other districts um, and try to get more information on this thin wrath person. Okay. Um, if you uh, want, can you please uh, uh, can you please make me a persuasion check? This is more towards uh, calming people down after everything that's happened to get this information out. Uh, am I allowed to guidance myself? Go right ahead. I'll allow it for this. Okay. 24. What? Holy shit. <laughs> um, okay, uh, repeat it and we'll go in order. Uh, what was the first uh, part of that persuasion? Uh... To get more information, I said about the other tents, right? Uh, the tents, or are you talking districts? Districts. There Excuse you go. Me. Yep. So uh, with the districts, um, they they go over some uh, information, like uh, mainly that uh, the green district is uh, reserved for slaves, and uh, that a lot of the slaves uh, do their work within uh, the purple and blue district. Or practically all the districts, but, you know, like, uh, the menial labor. Um, even, uh, some going so far as, uh, talking about, uh, dirty stuff that they've done in the red district. Um, I would, uh, oh, I think a better thing is, uh, what kind of specific information are you, uh, going for from this? Like, you looking for the current state of the slaves all about and, uh, Shayam, or what, what's going on in your mind? Uh... Do they ask them to ask because there's like a whole light thing going on? Well, how do you suppose that we shut off the lights in your district or somewhere else? Is it like a key, a trigger, or we have to fight something? Uh, I would say uh, they would look uh, look around, and I believe they'd all be uh, clueless, uh, specifically on how to turn off the lights. Um, Doesn't really help me, but you know, hmm. you guys do you. I suppose. Um, what was the other bit you want to know about Thimrath? Yes. Um, so the information you gather from that is, uh, this is what the slave community knows, but, uh, about uh, a while back, uh, po- uh, possibly a month, a bit longer, uh, this elf came to a town and, uh, started, uh, raping havoc. Uh, before he got to the town, there were no separate lights. Um, this city was just, yeah, like an average city, but uh, the citizens lived in a harm- uh, harmony with uh, this uh, slime mimic, where it would actually provide them food, uh, shelter, like, going so far as to, uh, you know, uh, protect uh, children from a rain by uh, creating, like, a roof and uh, things along those natures. It did have a kind capacity. Um, but when Thimreth came along, uh, each district started taking up uh, colors, to which uh, they refer to each one as. And uh, since then, they've just been uh, captives with uh, soldiers, uh, merchants, anyone who comes in, they don't leave. <laughs> and anyone that they've sent to investigate usually uh, makes their final stop here. Um, I'm sorry, was there any other information you're looking for with that role? No, that's fine. Okay. Um. So, we... So during that entire fiasco, uh, Luya was gathering this information from, like, multiple elves. Um, I think, uh, who would like to, uh, kick off the scene here? Would we like to hear a little bit from Seer or Mega and Atticus? Because Mega and Atticus seemed like, uh, they had some stuff going on. Or at least, uh, had an interesting cliffhanger last session. I don't know what you're talking about. It seems like no one remembers what happened. The slime just disappeared. Well, the only thing I would say Seer would do is maybe... Is the Jabberwock body gone gone? 
Um, if memory serves me right, uh, Mega said it turned to ash. Just making sure, because if it wasn't, I was going to <laughs> Butcher investigate it. it further. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's 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 what you get when when uh, when Eddie kills something. Uh. Yep. You're good. I'm happy you described it like that. That helped. That saved me time. Go on, Eddie and Atticus. Yeah. So let's uh, look at scene between you guys. There's. I would say maybe one or two lingering elves within earshot, but mainly you guys have the scene alone after uh, everything that unfolded. Atticus is still kind of just finishing up composing himself after losing control. Hey, like, you doing over... You doing okay over there? Uh, Yes, I'm... Are you coming down? (laughs) Uh, More like coming up. So... Do, do I notice anything that happened to Eddie? Like, I don't remember if I noticed him lose his memory. Um, there were no stealth checks in your rate, or I'm sorry, yeah, nothing stealthy happened and it unfolded in front of you. It's purely what uh, John can uh, interpret from it. Like, uh, physically what you've seen is uh, Mega saying, uh, make it stop, make it stop, and uh, Eddie basically floating into his nose and mouth and, uh, Eddie, the otter, acting uh, different afterwards, so... How are you doing, Eddie? Uh, you know, I'm pretty chill. This place is getting kind of boring, though. How did we get here? So, like, here, here, or like, here, here? Like, we're in the middle of a street. How did we get here? The street's always been here. (laughs) Good to see you're doing alright. Okay. I think I'm gonna leave it there. I don't want to draw attention to what happened. Like, I'm gonna go say hi, little dude, and Eddie's just going to start walking over to Seer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Seer, uh, what stands before you is a shamble of a man. If uh, just to set the scene, you stand before a gate, and uh, this gate act as uh, the outside to the rest of the town. The purple district being uh, walled in from uh, the rest of the town itself. Um, before you see her, you see, um, what's the best way to put it? Imagine a wax figurine that was too close to an open flame. That's kind of what you see. Half of his face is gone and melted, along with the head. You see one of his arms is limp, and uh, his other, like, uh, perhaps his right leg is completely disintegrated. And you just see him, like, slightly hunched from everything that occurred. Uh, probably holding on to his heart and just saying, And this, this is what you fight for? This? And he, like, gestures his hand towards this broken district. But a fool's dream. It is you that is a fool. I say this is because you cannot comprehend why I do this, nor do you see the bigger issue we have. You are witnessing it right now with yourself, and yet you don't ask a different way of fixing it. You're killing it. (laughs) The calamity. You're killing it. Why? Why would you kill a Watcher? I did not kill the Watcher, but, and this is something that I hate to say, to achieve a better future. I don't like to say this phrase, but you have to crack a few eggs to get results. 
He just begins laughing as uh, Eddie strolls up. Sounds like he's having a good time. He is not, but I would be willing to explain it to you, except for the fact that you have not only tried to slay us, but you also went against what we have to do. I hope you know that we have no choice but to push forward. And you feel a splash of water near your uh, uh, feet, maybe uh, your ankle, as he uh, gets down on one knee, or his only knee. And, <laughs> yep. and he begins to hunch over slightly and just says, You won't win. You can't win. And he points a finger to the sky as he says, Exultrians always get the last laugh. And you see a tiny flare come out of his finger and go towards the sky. I need to ask, because everyone sees this. What does everyone do? Uh, are we starting a firework? <laughs> Steer's reaction is ignoring the flare, sadly. Because the final thing she says to this person before they really melt away is pretty straightforward. Hmm. I will never win, for I will live with what I've done on my consciousness. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that what Atticus, because he's at both gates, right? Yeah. So I think at the other gate, Atticus is having Juliet try to drag him into the zone where all the slime melts. Okay. Um, I'm not going to have anything uh, happen, Juliet, just because uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, it's safe. Uh, she begins pulling. That's your action. All right. Um, Aluya, you're the final one. You see a flare in the air. What do you do? Well, would any of you like to explain what the flare means? And uh, they all look at each other. I think one pipes up and says, I don't know. And everyone's staring at the flare. Everybody knows nothing here. But everyone, uh, make me a dexterity save. Uh, Tell me if you get 16 or higher. Okay. You said 15 or higher, right? Nope. If it's important, then I would like to expend my charge to not fail. Well, is it important to you? I said there's a flare, then I wanted everyone to make a dexterity save. It's important. I will use my charge to pass. Okay. Anybody else have any bullshit before I go on? I have like three legendary resistances, I think. Okay. I'll see what Favorite by the God does for me real quick. Okay. All right, Eddie gets a 17. <laughs> yep, there you go. I am just going to accept it by the fact that Seer is distracted by what he said. It's like, you can't win. You can't do this. And it's like, aw. The thing is, Seer never wins. They're always losing. So, like, towards that scene when you say, uh, you know, you never win, you see uh, Thimrath on his knee. And uh, just as a reminder what he looks like, I'm just going to show everyone the handout really quick. If that pops up for your screen, looks like Alan Rickman, dressed as a clown with makeup, nice floofy hat, and yellow cloak. Um, but yes, he's on one knee, and you say, you know, you always lose, or you never win. And you just see an arrow thud into the back of his half head, uh, the tip of which is on fire. Then another one on his body and another one. And you look up and you just see the sky in the middle of the day go black with arrows. Or I shouldn't say black with arrows, red from fire. Um, 
I would even go so far as uh, Atticus, even with your passive perception, after you decided you're doing what you're doing. You can actually see, like, uh, uh, more people dressed up as clowns, uh, more possibly uh, sword swallowers. You see them in uh, unitards uh, wearing uh, masks. And uh, they tilt up their mask, uh, essentially, like, swallow an arrow, pull it back out, and it's on fire. As they all launch arrows at you guys. And this is going to be a fire damage. Okay, I take half. Yep. Uh, 22 fire damage to anyone who's failed takes uh, uh, full damage unless uh, resistances apply. Anyone who's uh, succeeded only takes half. I'm actually resistant too. Yes, there you go. So we got uh, 11, 11, uh, Mega, you take half, which is also 11, and uh, Aluya. Oh, actually, the only people that failed uh, are resistant. Holy shit. <laughs> Everyone takes 11 damage. This is a bullshit. Actually, I ended up thinking about it just in case. Uh, it's like uh, like uh, Eddie is actually going to like uh, briefly like uh, throw itself in front of Eddie <laughs> as okay. Absorbed Elements is cast and takes half of that even. There you go. Excellent. Uh, any other uh, bullshit? Anyone else want to do absorb elements or anything during this turn before we move on? All right. Resounding silence. All right. Um, just to paint the picture a little bit, uh, even for uh, Atticus with uh, Juliet uh, dragging in uh, Thimreth, uh, that one also dies from uh, a volley of arrows. And all around you guys in the purple district is fire, a wildfire of sorts. And you do hear, like, some of the slaves uh, screaming as uh, some of them are, like, trapped in fire. What does everyone do? Uh, I'm just going around trying to put out all the fires that I can. Okay. Yeah, I'll send Juliet, since she's immune to fire damage, to try to, like, re- like pull people out that are, are surrounded by fire. Okay. All right. Uh, can everyone make me a perception check? Mine's at disadvantage. Some of y'all really need to go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> Read by Samuel Jackson. <laughs> uh, 20, Freddy. Uh, it is mm. an 11 for me. I got four. Okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, repeat really quick. Uh, so it's 11 for Aluya, uh, 20 for Eddie, uh, four for Seer, uh, 25. 25. Okay. Okay. So uh, Atticus and uh, Eddie, uh, you guys do see like uh, a few survivors, perhaps children. Uh, trapped in fire. Uh, I, I just want to ask, how's everyone putting out the fire? Just so I can uh, paint the picture a bit. Um, so, what Atticus is doing, he's sending Juliet in to like rescue people, and then he's going to use his uh, druid craft to put out fires. Mm, okay. Eddie? Well, I guess I, I, honestly, this kind of depends. Uh, it's like, because uh, the uh, I don't remember how we do, like, uh, when uh, level up happens in the middle of a day. <laughs> um, long rest. Right, in which case, like, uh, Eddie doesn't really have anything for, for fires at this time, since he used Gust of Wind in fight number two. Sounds about right. Um, Aluya, how are you putting out the flames? Uh, I, I'll use Prestidigitation and just snuff out small bits here and there. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, like, uh, as you guys are doing this, it takes about 30 seconds before they run out of arrows. Uh, Seer, what are you uh, doing during this time? Like, uh, how are you putting out the fires? Sadly, Seer is not very good at putting out fires, apparently. 
only starting them. <laughs> Correct. Um, instead, Seer will do this. For those that are the most injured, they will patch them up whenever they get pulled out. Or it's possible. Because the idea is that if they're already hurt, she's going to patch them up enough that they can walk out and run, basically. Mm, okay. So medical, using my healer's kit, not spell slots. I got a plenty of healer's kit. Mm. Okay. So I, I'm going to go with the person with the highest perception with this one and the person who is also putting out the fires. So John, John, let me describe uh, what happens during your time. Uh, 30 seconds go by as you're uh, putting out fires. Arrows stop. Seems like uh, they're satisfied with uh, the volley. And as you're going around and uh, uh, clearing out the fire, you, with your innate perception, you uh, start clearing fire near voices. Like it's helped you save a few children, save a few like women, a few men, all of them elves, some elf Hansons. And uh, eventually, you uh, uh, using that tactic, you come across, what's the best way to put this? You hear a dissociative voice repeating near fire. And it's a little hard to make out. Do you, like, investigate this? Um, I think I would send Juliet first. Okay. So as you're sending Juliet closer, you see she's telling you it looks like a tree as uh, she comes forth. Can you see through her eyes? I cannot. Okay. So as Juliet stalks closer and comes up, to this creature you hear its voice and i need to say this is yeah th this is probably what they sound like beware the cleansing fire <laughs> yeah you uh hear it say exactly that beware the cleansing fire what does atticus do with that information from uh, juliet so the the tree said this yeah, let's see if we can hear it one more time. Beware the cleansing fire. Beware the cleansing fire. Uh, Atticus would be like, I mean, honestly, with all the weird shit going on, like... It's like, well, let's just burn this tree down. <laughs> yeah, maybe not burn it, but like, maybe some necrotic damage and just rot this thing. Okay. Okay, so you just trying to... killed one evil entity today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but no, I'm, I'm gonna try to kill that creepy-ass tree. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask, how are you doing it? Like, how are you gonna do this, John? Um, so I'm going to... I guess I, it, thematically I could use my infestation and just cause a bunch of, like, termites to, like, start eating the tree. Okay. Uh, you, uh, begin to do that, um, I, I must ask, uh, what does this tree look like? The tree is rather harsh looking. Looks a little burnt, yet it hasn't been touched by fire. He's very viney, thorny, but in his face, he looks very solemn. Mm-hmm. And for a visual in our head, what would, would this thing closest look like? <laughs> the closest thing you would think of it looking like is if you've ever come across a wood golem. Oh, it's a little spooky, actually. How does it react to the infestation? <laughs> well, it is 
they're terrified by the fire, so it just allows it to happen. Oh, God. Remind me about Infestation, John. Uh, I think it's a constitution save. Make me a con save. That will be a nine. So this will be actually interesting because I'm going to see it move. Because you got to move in a random direction and take six poison damage. <laughs> okay. Roll me a uh, 1d4 just for shits and giggles. Three. So east. east. <laughs> okay. Uh, flavor the spell up for me, Atticus. So upon hearing that very ominous thing, Atticus is like, no. And um, <laughs> kind of like throws like some um, like stuff that just is kind of like bait. And then all these like insects, like spiders and bugs kind of just come from the ground mm. and start climbing into this tree. There you go. And it begins to move. Uh, how does it move? Like uh Paint the picture, please. He steadily crawls against the ground, akin to a tank, where its legs are more like vines just sweeping across. Oh, it's alive. Um, I, guys, may want to take a look at this. Yeah, so let's uh, fast forward a little bit. Um... So we can say that uh, the fires have mainly been put out. You guys took the damage from the assault. You guys feel safe for now. Uh, you only had one casualty, which was one of the elf Hansons. And uh, everyone is together. Uh, John, you want to kick this off? <laughs> so this happened. I'm going to just point at the, the tree that's moving like a tank. And he looks, then... Pulls out his pipe, <laughs> not his pipe, uh, his pen. It's, uh, stares at it, looks back at the tree, looks back at his pen, just observes it real quick. Nope, nothing inside. <laughs> Must be all the fumes. Aluia's <laughs> here. Uh, rea- what's uh, your character's reactions to this tree? Glad you got some more information from the tree because the elves were of no help. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it just talked about cleansing fire and stuff like that. So it was giving a warning, or it was like a threat? Well, uh, cleansing fire. I didn't really wait to find out. I just had bugs attack it. Oh, that never works out for us. I hope you know that. <laughs> wait, wait. When has this happened before? <laughs> Well, just attack without asking questions. I mean that. Yeah, you remember back on the ship a couple months back. <laughs> that one incident. <laughs> oh, yeah. They didn't have what I wanted for lunch, so I summoned bugs. Yeah, it was really bugging you. Some bitch. Seer, like, what's your reaction to seeing this tree? Fascinating. I wonder how it operates. Is it similar to my kind or... It's just a interesting tree. Hard to say. I would like to analyze the tree. Okay. Um, Guidance, sir. There you go. Uh, nature, arcane, or a history should work. Here's the thing. I'm good at two of those. Okay. I roll at disadvantage, though, because I need a nap. Yeah. Um, let's see. I will roll. I do want to know the nature, because arcane I could figure out later. Yep. Is that a nat 10? That's a nat 10. 
Like I said, some of y'all need to go the fuck to Why? sleep. Guidance. That's a 12. What do you think they learned from a 12? <laughs> it's definitely flammable. Definitely, definitely flammable. And yet it doesn't burn. Okay. I don't know. It, again, uh, what do you think they learn from a, a, a nat one as in a, a 12? Is the tree moving at all? Does it look alive? The reason I'm asking is because Cyril will be like, why are you talking to a dead tree? <laughs> oh no, they're still under hallucinations. <laughs> it's a giving tree. Ultimately, though, I think they would learn really much nothing because, like, if it's it's they're too, I would say, distracted by the fact that they had that strange talk with the clown, mm. and they're also tired. Oh wait, I got it! I got it. Uh, Seer actually like uh, tried to do it too well and was like like really closely examining. But then Sears head flame starts actually burning the tree and Eddie just like, uh, little dude, <laughs> just like lifts you up by your clothes and just kind of like, <laughs> like pulls you back a few feet. <laughs> oh, I apologize. Okay. My God. Burning, burning the new tree, the new giving tree. All right. Give us your air. We burn you. <laughs> so if we were to turn it into lumber, would you say it was strong wood or? What kind of? What kind of wood in particular is what, I, what I'm thinking? Mahogany. Be fruitful. He smells He smells something that has been cast before as he approaches the one who sent the demon dog towards him. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, like, uh, he, smells, uh, he smells very fruity. Yes. I don't think you can say that about him. Does Atticus... Um, react to the tree coming towards him um i mean at this point no i think atticus is just gonna like kind of look even a little bit closer and be like i'm trying to figure out what's going on and <laughs> uh devil talk the, the fire puppy whatever you people call it ah uh, juliet oh juliet be fruitful be fruitful and as i say that i cast good berry <laughs> so yeah, uh, keep flavored the spell a little bit. So as I reach into my stomach, it kind of morphs around a little bit, and I pluck out a handful of berries. Mm. And as I have them in my hand, I smell them, and I go to sniff on John. <laughs> Repeat that one more time. <laughs> and I, I smell the berries in my hand, and I look towards Atticus and s- take a sniff of him. No, no, no. Sniff on John. I want to hear that one more time. (laughs) And I sniff on John. Thank you. Be fruitful. And then um, gives a smile towards John and hands him one. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. Um, I too am going to cast Goodberry and like reach into my thing and I'll give you a berry. Like, what is your name, Mr fruitful my name i my name my name i need mavet soha fidash uh do you have a shorter name <laughs> my name is mavet soha fidash hmm okay <laughs> um, what's your whole deal <laughs> 
And sorry to direct God, I realized I did not prepare good berries, so I can't cast that. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'll let you cast it. It's fine. It's fucking good berries. Wait, you, but you you don't prepare as a ranger. What are you talking about? Like uh, for this scene, you casted good berries. So it's fine. I just smelled that he was fruity because he cast it in episode one. Mm. I I'm not sure. I have been traveling since I arrived here. I don't know much of this land, but when I came to this town, I seen fire all around and then nothing. Oh, that part's new. So you're trapped here or, or what? I don't understand. I may have came here day ago. Um, again, everything is quite hazy since I arrived on this place. I mean, I don't think it was a day ago. I mean, we would have noticed a tree kind of roaming around. So maybe it was longer, much, much longer. Were you like smoking anything beforehand? No, fire is no good as he glances towards the fire genasi. <laughs> Looking at this being kind of like realizing that's why they keep saying cleansing fire is bad. They put on their hat and change into an identity that is similar to Aluya. Only it looks like slightly off, so like a sister. Sorry to make you uncomfortable. And uh, Aluya, uh, remind me uh, who plays your character, uh, celebrity-wise. <laughs> it was just for reference. I, didn't... <laughs> I said Selma Hayek. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yes, that's what they both look like. I uh, is this pretty on this place? Is this pretty in this place? Is that correct? Yes. Hard to say. This place no longer is pretty, nor is it deadly. Are you all part of one? Well, we're all like one with the universe. I think they're asking if we're together. Oh yeah, we've been chilling together. That memories, memories, be fruitful and become many, many. Are you the one that I seek? Probably. What do you want? I'm, uh, my goal, my goal, be fruitful and become many. You are many and him fruitful as he points towards Atticus. Hmm. Seems like you're important to him. I get that a lot. Um... Yes, fruitful. <laughs> As I give him another berry. To be especially fruitful, um, we need to fix this whole situation in this town. Can you help us with that? There will be many fruits involved. Fruits like code for something that I'm not getting. You're, you're both saying it a lot. for he might help us. Yes. I can fix. But what is town? Um, you see these walls, and I point to like the close walls, and the bigger ones out there. Everything in this area is kind of fucked up, and we want to make it better. Unfuck it up. Precisely. I'm gonna eat some of these good berries. (laughs) (laughs) Go right ahead. Okay, so what does the party do? Uh, the entire area you guys are in, the Purple District, is no longer black. It just looks like a, a regular township. Outside the walls 
of uh, the purple district, you see that uh, the blue district is slowly turning gray. What does the party do? I'm guessing then we either explore a bit further in the blue, or we head to the yellow. Which direction? Well, it seems like everything in the blue district is taken care of if it's no longer blue. Maybe we should uh, recuperate for a little bit. We're all looking pretty rough. How about this, then? Are we camping out again? I think we might need to. Although Eddie pulls out from her bag. Go ahead and bring this cure to the orphanage that you were seeking to help. Oh, right. I, I, I was doing that. Yes. I will be here sleeping as much as I can. I will let Rascal join you so that you can have their assistance. Is that fair, Eddie? Well, it's always great traveling with a buddy. <laughs> and who knows, maybe like, maybe I'll find Street Rat on the way. I hope he didn't get caught in those fires. He definitely was not here. But I could definitely say that you could fix him and many others with that. I am have a lot more left. Just let people know that they're going to have a terrible hangover. Mm-hmm. For now, Aluya. Yes. I will be finding a comfy spot in the rubble. <laughs> I think we should rest together. Come join me. We're, we might as well find a suitable spot. I don't want to anger this thing here, pointing to the talking tree. So, is it safe to say we're uh, splitting up into two groups, Mega and uh, Atticus and Aluya and Seer, who are going to take a nap? I don't really want Eddie to go alone, but also I'm the one that suggested the rest, <laughs> so... Okay, so you're resting along with them. Okay. Uh, so, Eddie, you're venturing out alone? Eddie's going on an adventure to the local orphanage. Okay. Um, Mabet, um, what do you do? Do you stick with the sleeping group, or do you follow, uh, follow the otter? I will stay with the fruity one. <laughs> the fruity one. <laughs> so there's a tree right next to Atticus. Are, are there other trees? Because I imagine Atticus, like a bat, is sleeping upside down in a different tree <laughs> next to this tree. That sounds fine to me. I like that. So let's uh, focus on Mega for a second. Mega, um, how do you leave the district? Through the gate? So yeah, he would, uh, he would go through the gate since uh, there's not really an alternative exit. I don't think the I don't think the wall was torn down. Nope, not at all. So you walk through the gate, and as you walk through the gate, nothing happens. Yay! You walk through the gate, you get to the blue district, and it is slightly gray now. Um, but the orphanage you're going towards, uh, Heartland Homes, is within the blue district, so it shouldn't take too long. You could probably spend about half an hour to uh, get to uh, the orphanage, and. Uh, as you approach, there's Heartland Homes in big uh, letters into a sign right uh, in front of uh, the orphanage. What does Mega do? Uh, well, Mega is going to consider what Eddie's going to do. And I think Mega is going to tell Eddie to go into the building. <laughs> uh, you go into uh, the building. You see a uh, bunch of children. And you see an old hag that is uh, sewing a doll in uh, the corner. And, uh, yeah, as you're looking around, it looks like a lot of these kids have, uh, dull eyes. In fact, some of them are, like, uh, hitting counters or tables by accident. So, 
I guess you would uh, go up to the uh, uh, the woman running the place. Hello, dearie. So, like, hello. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking to? So, my name's, like, Eddie. Ah, Eddie. Hello, Eddie. My name is Velma. It's a pleasure to meet you. Such a cute boy. <laughs> Pinches your cheek. Ah, stop. <laughs> Not my ma. <laughs> oh, I could, dearie, I could. Oh, such cute cheeks. Plucks them. Uh, after uh, she's done, you know, tussling around with you, probably petting your head, uh, pinching your cheeks. Uh, you give her the medicine then? Yeah, just like, uh, so like, I guess a lot of the kids are like sick already? Yes. It's a nasty little thing it is. I tried my best to make a remedy for it, but, uh, well, when it comes to a forgotten disease, it's quite, quite hard to make a cure for. I've been trying my best. Uh, that's, like, why I'm here, though. Like, I Is have that it. so, dearie? You have it! Oh, oh, thank you. Just, like, be real careful, because, like, I guess they might get a hangover. A hangover? <laughs> what? <laughs> Had to make it with rum. Like, I wasn't there for, like, the whole process. Like, I was honestly surprised that, like, the little dude could make it out, like, in the middle of the street, but... Oh, is that so? But I guess they, like, used some kind of alcohol, I guess? Seer, uh, what does these, uh, what does the medicine look like? Like, how are you presenting this? So, besides robbing this mansion, all of its, you know, bottles and yep. things that it's stored, I imagine if this was a mansion... Looks like it's in a really elaborate, fancy wine bottle. But ultimately, it is full of, I would say, a brownish liquid. Mm. And doesn't smell like of alcohol. It smells more of just herby smell, but also a rotten smell. Mm. And not of wine rotten. Also, I just realized, did we ever check what happened to the abiku? Um, John has the abiku. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, just making sure. Pulled it out with Samuel. Wait. Okay, thank you. I was about to panic there, go like, oh shit. Do we just let the Biku die? <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's go over the scene a little bit. Um, you see all these uh, children with a yellow tint to their eyes, and uh, basically the milky inside of a blind eye uh, is uh, spread across all of them. And with this uh, medicine. You see that, like, uh, she's poured out, like, those little plastic uh, pill cups. I, I like to imagine that, like, uh, yeah, it's kind of like, a, at least for myself and a few others anyway, but, like, back in elementary school where they had, like, you do, like, the fluoride uh, once a month. Mm, I'm kind of go. imagining that. Yeah. So, like, uh, each, each of these uh, children... As they're taking it, it's the usual thing like, oh, medicine, just a disgust face. And it takes way too long to administer all these drugs. But uh, one by one, you see like these kids go up to a stool, uh, take a sip of uh, this medicine and go back to playing. Some take longer than others. Um, eventually, we get to Eddie, not Eddie the Echo Knight, not Eddie the Otter, Eddie the Orphan. As uh, he goes up, takes a little sip, then... Uh, probably waddles a little bit up to Eddie. 
and uh, gives you a hug while uh, looking at your face, infatuated. Just like uh, tussles his hair a bit. It's like, hey, little dude. Hi. And looks at you. I didn't know you were so furry. Oh, yeah, like, I've always been a furry. <laughs> Gray deciding whether he wants to end the scene on that note. <laughs> No. <laughs> there is Yeah, I know. There's a shit ton of build up to this in particular. No, it's not indeed. Um so yeah, I think the kid just cocks his head confused and just goes, I didn't know you're an animal, Eddie. You're adorable. And just like puts his face into your fur. <laughs> and where you'd like snuggle a pillow. Yeah, I get that a lot. Guys love it. <laughs> I think I like you feel your fur begin to get a little wet as the kid begins to cry. Ah, uh, hey, little dude, what's wrong? And you see like a smile on his face as it trembles. I can see. I I can see. Thank you, Eddie. And you just see like his cheeks are all rosy and puffed up. Oh, well, good for you, little dude. But like, don't need to cry though. <laughs> like, uh, just like kind of takes uh, his. His thumb and kind of like tries to like mat the tears away a bit. I think the kid uh, covers your eyes, like tries, like uh, or actually explain how you hold. You're holding this kid. Oh, uh, that uh, that depends. Remind me how big they are. Um, Aluya, remind me. I, I I said this kid was between four and five, or anyone in the group can remember because yeah. I'm fa- fairly age. certain. Fairly young. Yeah, I remember saying he was a toddler. Okay, in w- in which case, like uh, you know, if I. If I know toddlers like I do, then uh, then he, he probably would have like immediately uh, tried to go for the uh, 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 the upsies regardless. Yeah, uh, upsies. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's like maybe Eddie's like kind of like like a bit unaccustomed to do it, but like uh, but doing his best to like uh, support him as he probably has his like legs around Eddie's body. Uh, and I want to say that the kid uh, covers your eyes with his hands best that he can <laughs> and I think as kid covers your eyes he just goes Eddie this is what everything looked like it's what I see it's what I saw just can you hear me and Cox his head a little bit hello can you hear me yeah I can hear you little dude yeah this is what I would hear every day I'd have to use my imagination what do you see Eddie as he's closing your eyes Duh. It's like as like uh, I guess like a closing like uh, closing his eyes. Mm. It's like uh, Eddie thinks for a moment. Well, I I don't really see you, but like I sense you, you know. Yeah. Referring to the blind sight, like completely spaced out. Um. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You 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 have a good visual, and just goes yeah. Although I couldn't see you. I couldn't see mom. I couldn't see the town. I always saw a castle. And I, I was the king. Uh, so you're like the king of your own little kingdom, huh, dude? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And shakes his head or nods. And I think uh, slowly you feel like the pressure behind your eyelids begin to lighten as he uh, stares at you, taking his hands off your face. But Eddie, this is the best gift you ever gave me. And allowing you to see with your own eyes. <laughs> so, so, well, little dude, you do deserve to see what the world really looks like. 
even if it sometimes can be a little scary. <laughs> yeah, he pouts as he says, I'm still king the castle. <laughs> so, well, you know, little dude, I felt kind of like a, a king in a castle too, but sometimes gets lonely up there, you know? Be lonely. You're, you're the coolest guy. Everyone loves you. So, well, like, there's the people that, like, love you, but then, like, you always hope that someone comes along that really loves you. I really love you, Eddie. And goes in for a deep hug. It's like, uh, pause for a moment, then like, returns the hug. I love you too, little dude. And I kind of want to end on that scene. Yeah, it's like, maybe he just like, spends, uh, maybe he just like, spends the night just to kind of like, make sure that the kids are recovering well. <laughs> okay, yeah, if we want to transi transition into the next day, that's perfectly fine. We can go over what happens at night. Um, but yes, everyone takes a long rest. Click it. Uh, you guys earned it. I'm not going to give you guys any more bullshit for today. The second Jabberwock appears. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about the brothers and sisters. I would just like to state for the record, like, just so that, uh, you know, like, so that we're keeping score. It's like, uh, Eddie, by his own virtue, has saved a great number of orphans. <laughs> and karma should balance out, yes. Well, I'm back, so we can balance Technically, that out. Technically, Eddie, <laughs> that's also Sears karma. Thank you very much. Yeah, there you go. Stealing the karma. <laughs> okay, so okay, so Eddie and Sear can split the uh split the karma equally. Ah oh, shit. It's an odd number of kids, so we also, need to uh Atticus may have killed an orphan last episode, but no one has looked for this orphan that only Atticus and maybe Mega know is gone. The sad part is that Eddie doesn't even know who you're talking about. Yep. <laughs> I was planning to do it once we had a little bit more time, because I was going to be like setting up for bed and stuff like that. And be like, wait a minute, I should check around. That's kind of why I say I got to go look for a good spot. I'm just going to say, so if Atticus hadn't killed it, it would have died anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, Karma will remember. I've been good at not harming children, okay? Everyone seems very good. I'm pretty sure Sears the only person here who hasn't hurt a child. Look, I did not do it intentionally, okay? I am going to try to keep that up as long as possible if it happens. Which w it won't. You never know. You'll have to trick me into it. Oh, I'm good at making players kill orphans, all right? Well, you might not kill these orphans, but you might make them future alcoholics. We'll we'll, we'll just have to we'll just have to wait to see on that one. Okay, we're we're getting back into it. First off, um, Cupcake, introduce yourself. My name is Cupcake. You might have known me from season one of House Common Blood. I played Dust, and I also played Ordon Springblade. Came back, you know, life hit me. I am now a dad. Um, I also took up the new name. I'm no longer Cupcake. I am Soap Daddy to reflect that change in my real life. Um, in this season, I will be playing Mavet Soha Fidash, a druid barbarian there you go my lord i'm i'm gonna tell you i'm not gonna call you soap and i sure as hell ain't gonna call you daddy <laughs> only i get to be called daddy shut up daddy anyways um yes let's uh go over the long rest uh mega you mentioned that you might uh that you're staying the night at the orphanage 
Um, I just like to imagine this like there's like a big cuddle pile on top of the the furry <laughs> Eddie. Yep, there you go. We can end on that note with uh, a dog pile on Eddie. Um, the rest of the group, wh- where do you guys sleep? Where do you go? Like the manor that you guys were sleeping at is no more. Well, before I do that, I am gonna look around to see if the slime child and mother are about because they might be somewhere safe. I just burp a little bit. Um, you search for them and you do not find them. Um, Aluia. Yes. Do you know where they might have gone? Who might have gone? Um, the slime baby and their goopy mother. Uh, right. Um, it's hard to say. I, I don't really know. I think maybe Eddie would know more than me. I have a theory, but I'm not going to say it till we talk to Eddie. I need to save it for dramatic effect. <laughs> you do know that the, the baby was being weird, right? That it was saying horrible things to me. Oh, I think that was the house trying to make you go nuts. Are you sure? I I started seeing my old self, and I knew that it was not really there. Think of it as your mind playing tricks. This place, I think in its desperate hours, will try to lure and beckon people to fall for their ploys. Well, I'm glad, but to be honest, I wished ill will on this demon baby, but I know... Now it was just my mind going crazy, so I feel bad. I cannot blame you for things that you truly seen. But I could definitely say with confidence that you should be okay. I am already soulened in the heart, so I might be needing to rest so that I can hold myself a bit more. As you could kind of notice that you know how they looked beforehand? They didn't have as much of a spark behind them. But now they're a lot more pumped up. Seems like they got better. If you need something from me, just let me know. Not much is needed. But I appreciate it, Aluya. If uh, that's where that ends, um, let me reiterate to the party. Where do you sleep? Where do you guys go? You are in the purple district that is no longer purple and no longer black. Well... This might be rather strange to say, but one of the safest spots right now is actually in the burn-up attic, if it's there. Basically kind of go into a small area where we could just kind of, like, lay low. In the Red District, uh, Street Rat's house that uh, got burnt up a bit? Is that where you're speaking about? Well, we can't go there because you remember the slime thing conquered his whole entire shack. Hmm, okay. I was meaning more like in the attic of the mansion. I'm sorry, not attic, um, basement. Mm. If the thing burned down... No, the... The, bu- the entire manor got consumed. Oh, then is there just a mm-hmm. hole in the ground? Or just like, some? because he said there are some structures, like are there just like some like kind of ratty houses or something like yeah, that? Yeah, essentially. So I imagine we could go into one of those. Yeah, let's pick one of the better ratty houses. Yep. So uh, just to uh, uh, go on a little bit further, uh, the basement or the main foundation of where the house used to be is no more. It is just solid ground. Oh my god, that's terrifying. Yep. Broke physics. Mm-hmm. So, you guys uh, go to Ratty Shack. Uh, where is everyone sleeping in this shack? How big is Mavet? Like, can he fit in a shack? Like, I'm imagining, like, a, like a full tree. No, he he's more like a shrub. About 6'3". Okay. But, like, stocky, like, like thick. Yeah, thick like a tree. 
thick with enough C's comparable to the rings inside. <laughs> well, because I was just thinking, because like a tree that short would be really thin, but I imagine like a thick, like stubby tree kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Think of like if Ronnie Coleman was a tree. <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> Good visual. <laughs> Ronnie Coleman. Okay, uh, please proceed. Uh, where is everyone sleeping? I'm hanging from the ceiling. I'll just kind of huddle up with Eddie and Seer, because I don't really know Mavet too well. Eddie is not there. Oh, that's right. Gosh damn it. So then it's just Seer and me. Yeah, snuggling together. Oh, that's adorable. Out of curiosity, how close are you to Seer on, like, physical? Not that we're touching, so we don't burn or shock each other. It's just enough where I can steal your body heat. You girls are forces of nature. <laughs> Seer, as you kind of sit by, will move her hair opposite away from you so that her hair doesn't light you on fire. Mm. And you. basically, I think you'll feel comfortable because Seer having residual heat just kind of like pumps out. No cold night with, sneer um, with Seer around. Um, During the long rest, uh, uh, for the campfire story, just as a reminder, I rolled to pick somebody out from the group. I'm not going to include uh, Eddie with this one. No, I thought we were about to fight six Jabberwocks. But, uh, yes. Uh, just as a reminder of how campfire stories work is we pick one person from the group to tell a story and one person to ask a question. Uh, Seer, you've been picked. Uh, Atticus, what kind of question do you have about Seer? Uh, I know that for your people it's difficult to get around. I've, you know, worked with helping some of your kind escape. I was just wondering how you, where have you been hiding? Where, how have you been getting your education while, you know, surviving? Well, I could definitely tell you that in Genasi culture, some people wake up with the knowledge they already have when they are rebirthed. In my case, as you can already tell, I do not like to bloody my hands. And I was very fortunate enough for one of my people to hand me such a wondrous gift, kind of tapping on their hat. So, for most of the time, I worked as a doctor, healer of some sort, in a small little military city in Olgamer. I couldn't just rely on the hat, though. I am also very proficient in changing my very form to be like others. For a short period of time. I don't stay Genasi for long if I do, but I don't stay the other form for long either. So how I've been able to evade capture or being witch hunted, I basically physically transform myself to be of one of another race, such as Aluya's more commonly, but I could be others like Eddie. I can't be yours though. Ultimately, the final thing they'll mention is that during the time as they were disguised, they were seen highly praised by many other doctors for all the ma many cares they have done for of the uh, many. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm stuttering. Done yeah. for the people in the city, mm -hmm. and they were only captured once Seer was accused of a crime that they haven't done. Um, just as a reminder, because I can't remember if we did a campfire story since I uh, adjusted it a bit, but uh, write down on your sheet somewhere so you can actually uh, remember. Uh, give yourself a D6. 
how this uh, D6 works is you can add it, subtract it to any roll in the game. Doesn't matter if it's strictly a uh, 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 attack roll, damage roll, uh, ability check, saving throw. Any roll in the game, you can add or subtract with this D6. Um, just keep it written down. Uh, keep in mind, the sync does not stack. So if you end up with a campfire story again and uh, you get another D6, you will always only have one. So use or lose it. Um, I need to ask uh, Cupcake, uh, where do you sleep tonight? Like, are you just right next to John as he, like, sleeps from a tree or some shit? Exactly. And I would just be, yes, because of, because I don't need to sleep, I would be just sitting there inert, staring at him with a smile stuck on my face. So, you guys uh, go over and uh, sleep until the next day. And I believe uh, we're on day 9, going on day 10. Anyone who actually remembers the date, please... uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I think I want to have one more little thing. Um, Cupcake, you're not going to be included with this. Uh, Luya, you're one. Mega, you're two. Atticus, you're three. Uh, Seer, you're four. Luya, um, I want you to paint the picture for me really quick in your dream. You hear cannon fire within your dream, and I feel like uh, the ricketing of a boat. What kind of memory surfaces for you within this dream? You see but a small merchant ship fighting against the elements of a storm then you see a large dark vessel behind it it's trying to get away and you kind of pan out and you see this young girl on the rocks ashore watching it all unfold this small ship has nowhere to go nowhere to hide it is just being bombarded by cannons the girl watches helplessly knowing that this small ship is gonna go down then see this flash of light almost blinding come down onto this ship and as the light flashes you see the image of an albatross appear taking out this dark pirate ship from overtaking this small merchant vessel mm-hmm. okay Anything else you'd like to add to that, or is that where it cuts to black? I will leave it. There's more bits, but I'll leave it yeah. out. Exactly. This is why I like. I do like just hearing remnants of everyone's story. But yes, you wake up with cold sweats. Uh, everyone else, uh, everyone uh, experiences a long rest. If anyone has leveled up, I believe it's Mega, Seer, and Atticus. Please take your level up and uh, use it for the session. Keep in mind, uh, for Aluya and Cupcake, um, when you do level up, it does take a long rest for it to take effect. I am going to throw 2d6. 2d6 for what? My potions. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, uh, as you guys uh, do wake up, you guys can narrate how the uh, morning is for you guys, but it's day 10. Uh, it seems like uh, the purple district and the blue district are devoid of their colors. And you even see with Blue District that is missing buildings as well. Now, towards uh, what you guys can do for today, as I'm going to speak to the entire group rather than just saying, oh yeah, need a cupcake, everyone, but uh, Eddie, listen to what I have to say. Just everyone keep this in mind. Um, You have a red district, you have a green district, you have a yellow district. So far from what you've seen, is uh, to take out the lights, usually you uh, fight an enemy. Now, 
towards the connection of why like you guys need to fight an enemy to turn off the lights is beyond you. But you see that when you fully consume an area, much like what Atticus did, it has a greater effect, even affecting a nearby district. So theoretically, you guys could turn off the majority of the lights with just one more combat. Whether you guys decide it happens at the yellow district, the green district, or the red district. But keep in mind, the yellow district has Thimrath right within uh, the circus. Uh, or I should say, within the circus tent. It is all up to you guys how you want to encounter this uh, like a, a day situation. But uh, has anyone played Breath of the Wild? Uh, Zelda? Just out of curiosity. A while ago? A while ago. Are you guys familiar that you can go straight to Ganondorf as soon as you play the game? Yeah, well, you have to get the tutorial. Yeah, get through the tutorial, but if you really want to, you could run towards the castle. Obviously, you'd be under-prepped, and if memory serves me right, without doing all the side things, uh, the combat's more difficult with the full like health bar and fighting like four different parts of its avatar. Now, you might be asking, Gray, why the hell are you mentioning this? Um, that's how I'm going to present the situation. If you guys want to, you can go straight to the boss, save the town, do what you will. But it will be more difficult than uh, uh, leaving the lights on. But it's up to the group. I can say everyone uh, gets together. What is the plan of action for today? It seems like you can freely leave the purple district, go into the blue district. You guys are free once again within this cage of a town. Uh, remind me, uh, Nita and... Uh, Sir, how do these shackles attach to us? We, well, I did not get much information from them, unfortunately. I can tell you, though, that there are multiple effects on each of these items. For example, putting up the right hand, this one, I don't know fully, but I could definitely take a look again today, is transmutation, so it manipulates and this one pulls up the other one on their left hand, makes it so that others do not see it. Mm -hmm. So they're all connected somehow. And I'm my theory is this. We need to find which part is the thing that makes them all go off. Mm -hmm. Just as a reminder for the call, uh, the entire setup, you have a collar, you have uh, bracers on each of your hands and uh, uh, shackles on each one of your ankles. So five total parts. I, I'm going to try something with my new ability, and I'm going to turn into a snake and try to shake them all off. Just kind of slither out of them. Okay. So you said a snake specifically? Can you tell me uh, what kind of snake? And yes, this is important. You mean like a stat block? or? Yeah, like, sure. Should I name a snake that I know? Yeah, name a snake you know, give me a stat block, doesn't matter. Like, I just need to know what kind of snake you're turning into. Um, I guess Atticus would be like a um, coral snake. All right. So uh, uh, flavor the transformation and I'll tell you what happens. He's going to look at Juliet with her fiery red skin and kind of you kind of see that his bones start cracking a little bit as he's just kind of shrinking down and getting those scales all over his body. Mm -hmm. And um then slithers out of the shackles unharmed nope. and is free. No, nope, not a chance in hell. But let me tell you what actually happens. 
So when you begin to wild shape, you see that the right hand shackle begins to glow. And as you begin to transform, you see it like beeping or like a pulsing, I should say. And as you pick a snake to turn into, specifically a uh, coral snake, you see that you get a green light. And as you, well, again, keep in mind they're invisible to the naked eye, but for these purposes, I'm going to say that uh, each person wearing these shackles see their own shackles, all right? So you begin to transform, it pulses green, and as you turn into a snake, it adjusts to your form to where it's like uh, multiple like tiny collars on a snake. Which one was that again? That glue? Uh, the right hand. Oh, the one I just talked about. Mm-hmm. Seems Atticus is onto something. He, there is something to this, but uh, he hasn't quite got there yet. And you did use that wild shape. I believe so, right? Or is that a different yeah. spell? That, that, no, that was wild shape, but I get him back on a short rest. So whatever we do. The biggest mistake of your life. <laughs> yeah, I can't do anything without wild shapes. <laughs> useless, completely useless build. Do you guys try anything else with the shackles? Here's what I will do. So we check the... Okay, we check the right hand, the left hand. Do we check the left leg, right leg? It depends. Do you know what they do? I use a certain school of magic for one of them to see if it would do anything, and it did not work. So you did investigating on the legs. I think I did. We both did right and left. Yep. Right and left arms. That is correct. I was just trying to figure out because what I'm going to do is... Well, and this is what makes it suck because I'm going to have to do this is I'll be checking the neck if there's a collar around the person's neck. Okay. Yeah, can I have them examine the collars on me? I feel like right now it's probably easier to examine on me as a snake. You're, you're perfect. Keep, keep in mind, I'm I'm going to retain the rules uh, for this in particular because I don't want to focus on the shackles too much on one day. So I will allow you guys to collectively as a group focus on one part of uh, the the setup. Essentially, like, all the time that you guys dedicate to uh, looking into the shackles is what I'm going to give you for a day's effort. So... It, That's why I was going to pick the collar, because the right hand makes it change with your body. The left hand makes it so it's invisible. But mm-hmm. we need to check the collar, because I think that's the thing that makes all of them work together. Mm-hmm. I will guidance her. Okay, how are you checking this? Because I believe I said before, correct me if I'm wrong, 15 for a DC on any check, and I'll tell you the school of magic. 20, I'll tell you the spell. 25, I'll tell you the flaw, if memory serves. Correct. Does does she get advantage because I'm helping from being a snake and making it easier? Since you burnt a wild shape, yeah, I'll give advantage. Because I'm a kind DM. What do you want to do? How are you doing this, uh, Seer? So you're focusing on the collar. Everyone's focusing on the collar. We have John giving uh, a help uh, well, helping out by giving advantage. We have Luya offering guidance. Uh, Eddie, do you offer anything else to the role? Keep in mind, I did say everyone is gathered together at some point during this day. Wait, was was advantage offered already on this role? Because I don't think there's much else I can do. <laughs> yeah, advantage and guidance so far. Yeah, I, I've been. I have. I have nothing to add. Uh, okay. 
Well, just tell me where you are in the picture, just for my own sake, Mega. What was Eddie doing um, as a Actually, funny enough, I think during this whole process, I think uh, I think Eddie's actually like wandering around uh, as though he's looking for something. Okay, we'll get to you in a second because I think uh, midpoint during your walk or a little exp- uh, exploration, whatever you're doing, you eventually like have a shadow overcast you, and as sure as hell isn't Eddie. We'll get to you in a second about that. Um, so, Moo, do you decide what kind of ability check you want to do? If you're casting any spells, what are you doing? This is a beautiful thing. So, I just changed my spells to make this easier. Mm-hmm. So, before we do anything like guidance or advantage stuff, I will do ritual casting detect magic. Okay. So that I could see it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, keep in mind, just for my own sake, I'm going to say uh, each person can see their own shackles. Uh, uh, no, I know, but if we're using Atticus as, like, our experimental thing, I want to use Detect Magic not only to find the schools of magic directly, because that's the thing, I can figure out the schools of magic, I just don't know what okay. spells. Uh, so, let's go over all the uh, schools, if you will. Alright, someone get ready to type. Yeah, please, because I need to actually look up the spells, see what schools are connected with, all that fucking oh. jizz jazz. Uh, just as a reminder, uh, it's, it's important that uh, you would actually only be able to look at your own shackles uh, for detect magic because uh, you would not be able to see the schools of magic for somebody else's if you can't see them. Well, that's the thing. I'm going to do another spell on top of that. I have see invisibility. That's what makes seer have an advantage is that they can bypass a lot of the things it has. It's like, I'm just making sure that, that that particular point is underlined, not just for the table, but also for the audience because... Uh, I, I can work with that. See invisibility, detect magic. I'm going to start listing them off. Um, first one uh, for the caller is a school of necromancy. Okay. Second. Next one's going to be the right foot. And it is a uh, school of conjuration. Then uh, the left foot is. Yeah. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm keeping track so far, necrotic conjuration, illusion, and transmutation. Write this down, everybody. I'm writing it in the notes for us. And for the left foot, it is divination. I believe we have all of them, right? Yep. Necrotic, transmutation, conjuration, illusion, divination. Yep. There you go. Also beautiful. I'm very proud over this. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I can guess what each one does based on the schools alone. Okay. So what do you guys do? Um, you want to focus on the caller? That's what I want to focus on because if you remember how the first person died, when his collar came off, he died. Mm-hmm. That is correct. So- so if we are able to solve what murders people, then there we go. That also means that we don't need to worry about the DC-15, because that also means we already know the type of magic. We just need to figure out the spell. I'll give you this since you know uh, the school's magic on the entire thing. First thing I'm going to do is I'm ticking the clock forward. Uh, you're going from, uh, from an eight-widget clock. You're going from four to six, because that was a lot before we do anything else. And uh, just a reminder for uh, this clock, this is the Eureka that uh, Sears started up to figure out a critical flaw with uh, the shackles. Um, as well as, I'm going to allow with this roll, you already have guidance, you have advantage, I'm going to give you a plus two. I'm going to make sure to write that down as well so I don't forget. I got a plus two. I'll be rolling Yep. Arcana. And this is for the caller. Yes, you can go right ahead. All right. So... DC 20 or 25. Just making sure I don't have my exhaustion on because that would be really sucky. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. What is it? 
It is a 19 plus it's a 21 after that. And then let me add guidance. Yeah, that's the important part. Oh, oh wait. Remember, you were making advantage. that roll with advantage. Yeah. Uh, so that is 25, 27, 29. I don't think I need to do anything else. I think we already no. smashed that. Okay. So let me tell you about the collar. You see that the spell on it is inflict wounds and it is pretty buffed up as in it should be able to kill regular humans with ease. Um, let me tell you about the flaw for this. Dispel magic can nullify inflict wounds for the day if cast when activated. So if you do anything to say activate uh, this caller at the same time, if you cast dispel magic, It'll nullify the effects for the day, so you can't be punished by your taskmasters. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see what else I can give you. The inflict wounds, as well, can be activated twice a day, at any distance. And it also, uh, for your guys' sake, um, can be triggered remotely, obviously. Um, as well as... It appears that uh, when the spell triggers, it will only trigger if the activator can see the target and the recipient can hear. Otherwise, it's null. So yeah, you guys have the spell. You guys have a flaw with it. And uh, you understand uh, like uh, what can trigger it. Um, Which one was the divination one? Divination is the left foot, I believe. Okay. Uh... Sierra, how do you regurgitate this information? All right. Hold on. Let me regurgitate it. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay. It appears that this collar is definitely far deadlier than most can imagine. I can tell you that it could be cast upon someone twice, but it has a spell that I don't see many people do except those of cruel intentions. Is anyone familiar with Inflict wounds. Oh yeah, I forgot. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, keep this in mind then, Atticus, that... Make a kiss. ...spell saps someone of their life and can completely cause harm upon them. I could tell you how powerful it is. Very. But anyhow, here is the flaw that we could figure out, and this might be a good thing to ask everybody. Does anyone know Dispel Magic? I didn't change my spells, so let me check. Mm-hmm. Everybody stares at Aaliyah intensely, except for Seer, because they don't like staring at people. Mm-hmm. Talk amongst yourselves, I'll get there. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing, though. So, we're safe until we reach back to the ship, because most people that are inflicted by this have to be able to hear or be seen. So, if we are technically invisible they won't find us but we'll hear them so we'll still be inflicted what was the spell again this spell magic aluia yeah keep in mind uh like towards the safe com uh comment you still have a gene uh somewhere around in the city as your taskmaster. and i'm gonna kind of wave the the one we don't know what it does yet but it's divination mm. in the air right if we're able to solve the atticus I think you're in the same mentality as I am means then we might be able to deactivate that feature. Pet Atticus Snake. This is actually the the nicest probably Atticus has ever been and he'll let you pet him. Yep. Uh, yes, I have the means to use that spell. Mm. 
Then, if we plan to experiment on the collar, you'll need to have two of them ready for, well, someone can use it twice. I will say, though, we need to solve divination, but as we just saw with Atticus, conjuration as well. Mm -hmm. For it morphs with the body, it makes it impossible to remove. Yeah, just to interject quickly, just as a reminder, although it can activate twice per day, you only need to dispel magic once to deactivate it for the day. Oh, okay, then I'll just reiterate that. Okay. Um, any more experiments with the shackles? I'm not going to allow another uh, skill check because I'm going to say you spent half the day going over these shackles. We could have Luia try to dispel magic now to see how it works. Well, I, I have an idea. Um, Go ahead. So what are the two ones that are on? I guess it will be like that. All right, I'm going to unwild shape. Okay. And then I'm going to re-wild shape. Use my other one mm -hmm. as a centipede. A centipede? What kind of centipede? I'll do giant centipede. Oh, can I do giant Let me look up the CR of that one. Smaller giant. Um, What kind of centipede, I should ask? I... Gotta say, I don't know enough about centipedes. To, so to, a traditional Amazonian one where it's a yeah. huge cell. Yeah. yeah, it was a giant one. I can, yeah. I think. I can Ooh, die. I'm excited. I want to see this. Seer can see it since they see invisibility for an hour. Okay. Um, I guess I will allow an insight check for a seer during this to give you something since you are spending a wild shape, but the the results are the same. You turn into a centipede. It readjusts with your form. It pulses, then gives you green light. All right, so now the shackles are on my arms and legs because I have arms and legs now. Um, it with uh, the new size, it would still be strapped onto your body. It wouldn't be uh, towards uh, the uh, the pincers. It seems like when you watch. So, so I got the neck one that's around my towards the pincers. I'm talking about the ones that would be on my arms and legs. Are they on my? Centipede arms and legs. Yeah, that's what I wanted to get to. Seems like when you wild shape or polymorph, instead of going to respective spots like uh, the wrists and the ankles, it just gets strapped to like uh, segments of your body. So, like, say for example, if you're uh, gonna polymorph as a bear, it would look like uh, you'd have huge uh, 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 circular uh, uh, bars around you, essentially, or I should say, like a shackle around each part of your stomach. Damn. I'll roll an insight then. Yep, roll the insight. I'm good, please. Um, okay. 15? 15. So, uh, what you understand from uh, the shackles, specifically with uh, the right hand, it seems like a uh, flaw is slowly coming to you. Um, let's see where we're at with the clock. You're at 6, 7, with uh, fully discovering that collar. Seating. Yeah, I'm going to say you uh, figured out, uh, you filled out the clock to Eureka. So, yes, here, you have a Eureka moment. Aha. Let me give you one more flaw. It seems with the right hand shackle, the flaw appears to be that the enchantment is only capable of handling shape shifting that the, enchant uh, the enchanter has encountered before. So, if you have a decent idea of what the enchanter hasn't seen, you could quite possibly get out of the shackles. Oh my god, that's kind of funny because I'm just sitting there going like, huh! I'm guessing they were really like looking at encyclopedia books and go like, I gotta make sure they can't turn into a centipede and escape. Opens mm. a new page. Okay, no zebra. Next page. Mm. What is this, a giraffe? I don't know what a giraffe is. Yeah. 
So it, I think an important note to go on is who made these shackles. I believe it was passingly mentioned on the first session, but that's an uh, important rabbit hole to understand the person behind it. I'm going to start researching centipedes because apparently some centipedes they haven't seen. What I will then say to the group is being like, I think we found a flaw for the shackle that transmutes with the body. So, Atticus, I don't know, you can't do it now, but next time, to experiment, I think it'd be wise to try to find an obscure creature that you know of, only you know of. Because mm. this seems to be tuned to the person who created this, and they had to know of a creature when they built this shackle. So if they haven't seen the creature, then you could be something else, and like, you escape it. And keep in mind, because I should mention this out here, we've had velociraptors in a nearby forest before. Just to put it out there on the types of uh, creatures in this world that might be encountered. But like, how, how common are velociraptors just near cities, <laughs> to be honest? Specifically, this one is weirdly concentrated. But uh, funnily enough, and this is a, a good time to bring this up, because no one's going to appreciate it besides myself. Uh, Seer, you do know that uh, in Urgulmir, uh, the uh, place that you were uh, talking about in your uh, campfire story, is that within the, the giant's kingdom, uh, a majority of the wildlife are prehistoric or dinosaur-like. So it is kind of interesting seeing velociraptors nearby, as it indicates a weird migration, much like uh, our own Pangaea and where dinosaur bones are found, like, throughout the world. Uh, I think I'm going to turn back. Um, luckily, uh, where I'm from is not a place many people have been, so I'll think of some things native to the pit. Okay. Um, any other experiments? I was just going to say that uh, I had strange wildlife where I'm from as well. Yep. Yes, you do. It's all... Again, the important uh, like uh, thing to try to understand is you're, you're not looking for impossible monsters. You just need to know what the creator doesn't know. So Yeah, so I'm thinking of things where I'm from where not a lot of people can go. You guys do that. I will hand Aluya the icky yellow potion. Okay. Hey, thank you. Mm -hmm. It'll let you walk faster than you usually are. Oh, much appreciated. Has anyone been using your freaking potions? Yes, you made me use one for no reason. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I used one awesome. before. Okay. Yeah, I give the potion of Icky Yellow to Aluya. If they drink it, they have one hour of them walking an extra ten, um, ten feet. So walking normal speed with the group now. Hmm. Um. Again, uh, anyone else? Any other experiments? Not yet. But soon, after about an hour, I'll be able to do more experiments. I will not burn any more spell slots for today. I will burn it for another time if we find more clues the next day. Okay. Uh, what's the main game plan for today? You guys gonna sit like ducks? Or uh, you guys gonna move forward? Because you guys do have uh, three districts to take care of. The yellow district, the green district, and uh, the red district. But you know, truly... Uh, if you want to turn out a majority of the lights, you only need to handle one district. But uh, yeah, you guys have options. Uh, you met the Obiku in the green district. Uh, you know there's a DJ and a butcher within the red district. And you know Thimrath is in the yellow district. 
So it's up to you guys where you guys want to go. Um, how's the Abeko doing? Because before we could leave, we need to make sure he's changing because like he rapidly aged. Does that mean he's still rapidly aging? Like I mentioned before, it seems like the process uh, slowed down in his prime. But yes, you do notice his fingernails are getting longer. Like, way too fucking long. Um, Atticus still has I'm him tied to the chair. Nails. Yep. <laughs> there you go. That's fine. Um, Atticus uh, still has two prisoners, Samuel and Obiku, tied to chair. No, I think it is, I canonically freed Samuel after. Did you? Yeah, after he gave yeah. me the information and I saved him from the thing, I think I did say I released him. He just couldn't leave because the doors and gates try to murder everybody. Hmm, yeah. I'm gonna say at this point, perhaps like a group of elves has surrounded him and probably are beating the shit out of him. X gon' give it to ya, gon' give it to ya, X Song gon' plays give it in to the ya. background as they're like huddled around him, just kicking him. <laughs> but, uh... Ah, oh, don't you love freedom? <laughs> <laughs> Love the taste of freedom. Um, but uh, yes, we have uh, plenty of options to go with. Um, towards uh, the Biku, still bitten off tongue, uh, not rapidly aging at the moment, still tied up. And unfortunately enough, since uh, this was a newborn, this uh, Biku does not have a ring. Cupcake, what the hell have you been doing this entire time? I haven't checked in with you. Staring at them, wondering what the hell they're doing. Yeah, they've been playing with, like, uh, the wrists for, like, half the day. <laughs> See one person transforming into a centipede and a snake. I probably would have been trying to talk with the fire puppy while they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Do you understand Draconic? No, but I have speak with animals that cast as a ritual. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. I I'm actually curious, what kind of conversation does Juliet and uh, Mavit get into? I think Juliet probably is excitedly talking about all the things she got to eat recently. <laughs> and I would probably be learning about all different kinds of foods that I might be able to eat now. There you go. Uh, what What's uh, Juliet's favorite food? I think it largely depends on what form she's in, but right now it would be like, I don't know, like meat and other stuff that's like cooks as she's eating it. Um, headcount wise, uh, there is one more person within the community that, uh, I guess, uh, people haven't really taken an eye on or haven't really noticed because he's not making too much of a ruckus. But you, uh, do see, uh, a member from, uh, the opposite team within, uh, your community. It is, uh, Rory, as he's, uh, tending to the injured. Vicious bastard. <laughs> and I think, uh, you probably even hear him saying, and blessing to the divine to ya. See uh, a radiant light as he uh, heals and tends wounds. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait till he's done, quote unquote, healing people, mm -hmm. uh, and I will approach him. Yeah, you see, um, perhaps a handkerchief in hand as he's uh, patting his forehead and uh, sees you uh, coming and uh, has a, a bit of a smile as you approach. Uh, just as a reminder, what he looks like. Uh, within uh, the ship crew, you can find uh, his handout. But he is a sexy bastard. Um, yeah, long uh, brown hair, uh, a green kind of uh, cloak, uh, looking a bit like a ranger, if uh, you imagine what a standard ranger looks like. And he just goes, Miss Oblock, it's nice to see you. What have you been up to? 
Interesting that you know my name and I really don't know much of anything of you. Oh, and he just gives you a smile and just goes, Oh, uh, oh the taskmaster told us. Yes, telling us uh, all about each other. My name's Rory, Rory O'Boyle, but I'm fairly certain we introduced uh, one another when we uh, both landed in town. Yes. See, I would have remembered you, but I, I just don't. Oh, God. Oh, it breaks the heart that a young maiden such as yourself can't remember me. <laughs> and he just gives you, like, you know, tracing the corner of the eye down the cheek. Look, I do not get what you're doing. You seem to want to help people, but then why are you hanging out with the other group? I don't choose to hang out with them. It's just a group I was paired with. They're a bunch of psychopaths. And you just decided to stay? You could have left at any moment to come help us. If I leave them, who's gonna pull back the reins? Who's gonna stop them from being as nuts as they are? Pull back the reins? You guys have done so much. <laughs> what have you been stopping? Uh, you see, they were trying to... Butcher up the people in the green district. I stop that. Mm -hmm. It's not easy controlling them. So no, what's going down in that yellow tent then? It's going down at the old tent. Uh, it's quite the act. I've seen a bit of a jabberwock. Seen uh, and he tries to cup his chin. I've seen a very uh, a built man uh, commanding the thing, unitard and all. And he just goes, "It was quite the act. Uh, big old uh, elf with a bit of makeup leading the show there." Yeah, they have clowns, sword swallowers, trapezists. Yeah, and I think his eyes look down a bit. Funny thing is, though, there's an audience, but no one's cheering. No one's happy. You come from where I come from, and yet I can't shake the feeling that there is something off about you. Why don't you just join us now, then? You come from Cordy Rosa? Obviously. You just said that we met before. No. I believe uh, as the the farthest you guys gone in the conversation is base introductions before you brushed them off. <laughs> but uh, he just goes, yeah, just exchanged names, but that's it. Um, yeah, Cody Rosa, what a beautiful place. I'd give an arm and a leg to go back there. Mm. And why exactly are you here then? And he bites his lip. Uh, I killed a dumb fucker. Yeah, he deserved it. And he looks down. You know, I used to have a kid, a cute little lass, a little sunshine. Found the person responsible. We don't need to talk about that. He just shakes his head. We all have our reasons for being on the ship. I don't want to be there. You don't want to be there. Your friends don't want to be there. But we have to. But, uh, yes, if you offer him a spot in the party, yes, he is willing to be a companion. Join us. Tell us all you know of these other people you were with. Okay. So, uh, you're just asking for a little bit of, uh, insight on the other guys? For now. Okay. If I may, I'm just gonna go over them quickly. So, just as a reminder for the other team that's also working in the city, it is comprised of, uh, four people. Rory, Reese, Elzar, and Sigurd, who is acting as the leader. Uh, what he can tell you about, uh, Sigurd is, from what you know, is a bit of a battle maniac, and if he had a deadly sin, it would definitely be pride, because he counts all of his victories and gloats over the fact that he's never been defeated. Um, towards Elzar, he goes on to mention that uh, he is a, uh, a hobgoblin, essentially wearing this uh, elk-like armor, is the best way to put it, since the helm has antlers. Um... He goes on to say that uh, Elzar was uh, in charge of a, a collection of tribes 
down in Giuliano in the Badlands. And uh, he was uh, well feared among the war chiefs down there. But uh, it seems that uh, during a, uh, a battle that Elzar got captured and uh, is currently a prisoner of war. Now, Reese. Reese is the bit of the uh, strange one in this party. Uh, the best way to describe him is he's much like a shifter, in a sense, if uh, shifters were uh, also ogres. He just has a weird uh, blood that he's working with, where he takes the form of a beast, much like a druid. Uh, out of all the people in the party, he knows the least about him. He's more of a beast than a man and relishes in senseless murder. Um, out of all the people in the party, he's been having the most difficulty keeping Reese's uh, blade sheathed, essentially. But yes, that's an overview of the party. Towards uh, what they've been doing, it seems like they've been trying to aggravate this uh, disease that's been going around town not give him any information on what we're doing. Oh, why are you being so tight-lipped? I gave you everything on my allies. What about yours? We have a job to complete, and that's it. It will get us all out of here. Froze his brow at you. Oh, fine. Be tight-lipped. And he probably pouts a little bit. But, uh, yes. Um, make us sometime during, like, this investigation of the shackles, quite possibly even when, uh, Oluya is, uh, talking to uh, uh, Rory, there is a shadow that is cast over you. And there is a person that you see. And I'll show everyone. You see Street Rat! See him with uh, his red clothes, shades, blonde hair. He's just looking down at you. Expressionless. Staring at you. Not saying a word. How does Mega react to seeing uh, Street Rat? So, well, Mega is going to consider for a moment how Eddie will react. Uh, mm. But Eddie turning his head and like uh, lighting up, it's like, like, hey, brah. It's like, uh, surprise you didn't get back earlier. Hey, man. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, just pushing supply in town was a bit more, bit more harder than I thought it would be. I ended up talking to a few clowns and like motions to uh, the Yell District. Ended up keeping me for a bit. Uh, bruh, are you alright? You see bruises on his face. Yeah, man, nothing I can't handle. Just got a little rough with me, that's it. And I think he looks around the district. He just asks you, what happened here? Uh, bruh, you should have seen it. Like, there was like a bunch of, like, little lizard things. Like, well, not like little, but like, uh, velociraptors, that's what they're called. It was like, full of like, velociraptors. And then... This really big thing came. It's like, it was like a mess yesterday, bruh. It's probably a good thing you weren't here. And you see him look a little worried and he just asks you, Oh, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Is, is my girl okay? Just like uh, tilts his head. What, bruh? Yo, my girl. Is she okay? You know, I, I trusted her with you while se sell my goods. Uh, I sold your goods. Where's she at? Uh, don't worry, bruh. I'm sure your girl's out there somewhere. What do you, and he's just looking around and just goes, what, what, what do you mean, out there some... Eddie, you, you were supposed to protect her. Where's she at? Just, like, kind of like frowns a bit, just like, like, bruh, you... I don't know what you're talking about. Yo, man, where the fuck's the mansion? Where, where's the manor? Where, where were we staying at? Bruh, there was never a mansion here. 
What, what, what do you mean there wasn't mansion? What about my girl, my my baby? Uh, just again tilts his head and like, I'm sorry, bro. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Are you like okay? Like kind of like puts a puts a hand up to his forehead. <laughs> he brushes your hand aside and he's just like pacing back and forth, clearly getting stressed out. Like you see his hand running through his hair. And just goes, oh man, this ain't good. This ain't fucking good. Where, where, where is she? Where's the house? Where's the baby? And he's just like covering half his face with his hand. Yo, man, this can't be happening. This can't be happening. Just like the Eddie, like uh, walks up and just like, hey, bro, like maybe we should like take a chill for a second. No, man, I can't be chill. And he checks you, like does a little bit of body check, pushes you back a little bit. Just go. What do you mean, be chill? This ain't no time to be chill. It's like, uh, I, I want to imagine just like as he's like pushed back a bit, like, uh, like a uh, smoky Eddie kind of like, like, uh, makes its presence known and kind of like starts putting a bit of distance between them. Mm. It's like, nah, Eddie, nah, it's, it's fine. They didn't hurt me, you know? I trusted you, man. I, I trusted you. Why, why would you do this, man? Why? I, I don't know what I did. It's not what you did, it's what you didn't do, man. I trusted her with you. But, bruh, I don't know who you're talking about. That's the problem, man. How do you not know her? You helped us. Don't you remember? Shack was burning down and you saved us. You, you offered us a home. Hey, why, Eddie? And you see, like, a tear go, like, down his cheek from his glasses. Why, man? Why? Where is she? Where's she at? And he's coming closer, this time a bit more intimidating. It's like, hey, look, bruh, I wish I knew what you were t- Look. Pushes you back again. Ah, hey. Keeps walking forward as you're talking. Where's she at, man? Where's she at? And pushes you again. Bruh, please, please don't. Eddie might get mad. I don't give two fucks about Eddie. Eddie. And he looks you straight in the eyes. Where is she? Where are you hiding her? This, this is just a prank, right? You're just playing a joke on me. Well, joke's over. No one's laughing. So, it's like, bruh, look me. Look me in the eyes, all right? Passes off his glasses and steps over them. Just like, look at me and listen when I say, I don't know what you're talking about. I, But whatever is happening, I want to make it right if I can. But I don't know about a girl think at this point he's looking down at you he's right in front of you you look into his eyes do me an insight check uh 14 14 is enough you can see that there's true pain in his eyes what he's talking about isn't a joke he isn't lying and for some reason you get a weird sensation that you haven't really felt too strongly about before or at all knowing Nettie. you feel pangs of regret so, wait Bruh, I, I got it. Hear me out, alright? Then you'll know I'm being for serious. Let's fuck one more time. Maybe persuasion. Holy shit. Natural 20 with a total of 30. Wow. How about you paint the scene? Like, you just dictate it. Like, you, you, that was a hell of a roll. Like, I want maybe to, like, maybe to, like, a certain degree that, uh, and, like, maybe, maybe it's because Street Rock kind of notices this. But, like, because normally, like, uh, Eddie approaches, like, most situations with, like, the same demeanor as, like, even when he's, like, uh, 
in a mildly stressful situation, he's still like relatively like calm, chill level. It's like, uh, and like, I think maybe street right at least like has spent a little enough of a time with Eddie to like kind of get that. But then just like looking down at him, just uh, seeing like probably maybe for the first time, like a, a look on Eddie's face that actually looks much closer to sadness and like almost in the same way that Eddie is seeing Street Rat's pain like Street Rat is actually seeing Eddie's and there's like no haze no chill it's just like basically kind of like peering maybe even a little bit into Eddie's soul essentially (laughs) I think he just remains quiet and allows you to do what you want to do if you guys are going to do mindfuck uh, please flavor it yeah just uh, like uh Maybe, like, while people are, like, still investigating because, like, not that much time has, like, passed relatively. Just like, like, hey, dudes, we're, like, gonna go over to this shack for a bit. You mind? Mm-hmm. Ma, I think uh, maybe maybe Vet is in the way. Because <laughs> he said all he said was he was a nearby Atticus, which was near the shack, and now he's just talking to Juliet. <laughs> yeah, okay, so... Just, like, assumes that he was heard and just, like, uh, leads a street rat into a shack and kind of tries to make sure that it's fairly well sealed. Um, then, almost with uh, practice precision, uh, Eddie begins to take a bit of uh, his own supply of uh, of mindfuck and starts, like, uh, burning it like an incense within the room. And... Uh, you know, just like, uh, yeah, just like the last time that the, uh, the two had, like, you know, like, the room begins to, like, uh, fill with smoke, and also, like, before, like, normal, um, the, uh, the, the feeling that, like, all of their senses are, like, on fire, like, everything is sensitive, even, like, the slightest, uh, like, a, the slightest, like, you know, like, the slightest touch or the slightest stimulus, like, you know, like, is almost tenfold in reality. But then allowing the time to pass into the next stage, it's like, uh, both Eddie and in the case of Street Rat, like, they start to hear, like, uh, soft whispers, but more specifically, the soft whispers of the other's mind. Hmm. Eddie is able to, like, like at first vaguely hear the thoughts running through uh street rat's head but as the uh as the smoke continues to like uh, permeate throughout the room those whispers become like much clearer to where it's like it's basically more like a voice in the head instead if i may when you start up this process i assume before we get to the thoughts and possibly right after the heightened senses you feel the emotion is that fair to say or am i missing a step here Oh, no, that would be cool. Yeah. You feel a tidal wave. Uh, imagine, if you will, in your uh, in your mind palace, in your uh, theater of the mind, that Eddie is within a white room in an endless expansion horizon of just pure white. In the moment this begins, much like a meditation, you stand stalwart, you remain calm, you are at peace. It is that perfect meditation that nirvana and as the process begins you feel a tidal wave 
of hate and anger wash over you, nearly moving you from how much hatred is spewing out. And deep within that, you see a seed within the sea. It is just covered with barbed wire, is covered with thorns, much like a rose with no petals. And you recognize this, though you haven't seen it too often. You see murderous intent within him. And that kind of makes you think of something, but it's hard to think of. You feel like you've encountered something like this before with someone else, but... Ah, their face is escaping you. You can't, you can't remember. But yes, that was the start of the process. And uh, it's like, yeah, yeah. Like, and as the thoughts become, you know, like a clear, like, like again, less like whispers and more like actual voices. Like uh, Eddie just kind of like uh, takes Street Rat by the hand, looks him in the eye. It's like, you know what you have to do, bro. I'm an open book now. I'll let yeah. you in. Yeah, man. Yeah. And... Unlike Eddie, I don't think he has firm control over his thoughts. The ones that you hear clouding him is, Why did he let me down? Where is she? Where's my baby? Where's my child? Where's the house? Just a lot of questions with no answers that are clouding him. And I think he tries to focus on what you're thinking. What is Mega thinking? So, so I think he's just, you know, like, thinking, like, like, even now, he's just still, like, trying his best to, like, think hard, trying to remember something that just isn't there. It's, like, like basically kind of like that intent is, like, you know, like being projected as almost like a, like, like almost at, at repeated. Just, like, it's, like, just gotta remember if, like, what girl, if, if she was there, she was there, street rat wouldn't lie to me. And I kind of imagine within this white plain, filled with this uh, red sea of anger and a, sea, a black seed within its core, you see the background go from white to like maybe a moment that he cherishes, which is, you know, a image of his uh, wife. But as you look at the figure, as you get closer to the face, you only see your own as a shadowy reflection. That is Eddie, your Echo Knight, covering the face and, like, important features of this woman. Just, uh, like, Eddie tries to see if he can maybe even just, like, try to, to peer through Eddie, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bunch, funny you mentioned that. You see that image, you see it is masked, you try to peer through it, and as you do, I feel like your concentration is broken slightly. As you see, like, the shadowy silhouette of yourself right next to the seed, the murderous intent, as it holds it cupped in its hands. I want you to make me a... yeah. I think I want you to make me a history check. That seems very fitting. I'll... you know what? I have a, I have a hanging inspiration. I'll see if I can... <laughs> yeah, there you go. One. Uh, Roll the two for the hold, audience hold to the know. Three. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> So, so only a seven. <laughs> I feel like it doesn't click with you. In fact, uh, she. I feel like the image begins to burn away, leaving only, like, essentially Echo Knight Eddie as the background, as well as the silhouette of Eddie at the core, holding the seed 
and it is just holding it within its hand the same way like uh, a cold man might hold the ashes and cinder of a lingering fire. It's just holding it within its hand, and you see its eyes spark like coal. And you see that the grip begins to tighten around the seed until like a black ooze begins to go in between the fingers and drip into the red sea that you are both a part of. Does Eddie do anything else while watching this? Wait, because like uh, he's seeing like, you know, like his a visage of him doing that, essentially. All right, picture. sure. Just uh, Eddie... It's like, wait, is that me? Or is that you, Eddie? Who is that? And it just looks at you as it completely crushes the seed in its hand and opens up its palm to just a puff of smoke. And I think at this moment, yeah, I want to say the connection is severed as you see Street Rat going through the stages of a seizure. You see foam at the mouth, you see eyes rolled back into its head, and you see him begin to convulse. What does Eddie do? Uh, uh, street rat, bruh. Uh, it's like... It's like, uh, uh, it's like, uh... Yeah, I think what he would basically be doing is, like, uh... Like, uh, like, trying his best to... Because I can maybe imagine, like, you know, like, he's kind of, like, been in a similar situation, albeit not in this exact context. Uh... Uh, but would like be doing his best to try to stabilize him and I think literally throwing healing words at him like mm-hmm. figuratively and literally as he's trying to like uh, keep him stable it's like ah, come on bruh stay with me so as you do a healing word uh, I want you if it's a feature know that's used if you used a spell slot pack slot um, it is burnt yeah but you don't see that has a great effect on him. That he's still convulsing. Like you just rip something out of him. Like it, it's essentially like you ripped out his heart. A, no, no, Street Rat, stay with me. Stay with me. Don't go. Just stay. Just like a, focus on my voice. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, Eddie, please help. Eddie doesn't come. It's like, uh, I guess tries his best to do, uh, try, uh, Again, like tries to stabilize, like maybe trying his best to uh, do the best he can with the medicine check, maybe. <laughs> Insight like first. Okay. Uh, seven. My God. Yeah. All right. Um. Sorry. Uh. Use. Uh. Did an insight check. All right. Um. Failed that. Make medicine roll. Nineteen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You begin to go through the process. Um, actually, like, uh, paint the picture a bit. How is Eddie doing medicine, knowing Eddie? Like, uh, it's like, uh, I imagine what he's trying to do is, like, uh, like, uh, you know, like, a uh, check for symptoms. Like, uh, like, uh, for example, like, uh, if his heart, uh, is now, like, erratic, for example. It's like, uh, then, like, uh, try and see if he can, uh, uh, stabilize it. <laughs> so... Let's put it this way. Like, I want to say you rip open his shirt, look at the chest. You see that his chest, like, uh, specifically where the heart would be, is glowing. Like, uh, like uh, a metal sword being uh, uh, heated up by a blacksmith. You have that, you know, pure white hot and the orange and red glow. 
in the center of the chest in the veins crackling like uh, burning wood. And this is reminiscent of something, Eddie. It is the process that's going through. It looks like a, uh, a slower transformation of uh, how you kill people with Eldritch Blast. It looks like he's turning to ash. So, so wait, no, no, not Street Rat. No, Eddie, please make it stop. Please. Make me a persuasion check. 26. Mm, okay. You see the fire in its heart begin to die. You see the fingers that he loses turns to ash and cinder. And you see, like, smoke being exhaled from the mouth and nose of Street Rat as Eddie appears before you. Why, Eddie? Probably puts a hand on your cheek. And you just see that each labored breath from Street Rat is just more and more smoke like he ate coal. And I think Eddie at this point just grabs you by uh, both your shoulders and stares into your eyes as you get the feeling. Yes, you get the feeling of pride. What? What? A, I don't understand. Probably puts a finger over its lips and gives you a little bit of a hush, a quiet, like a librarian. Like, this will all be over soon. So he... I I trust you, Eddie. Eddie covers your eyes like uh, the orphan Eddie covered your eyes. Basically, both its hands covering your eyes. You see pitch black, and you hear choking. And then when you open your eyes, you hear uh, choking. And when you see again, you see nothing but ash. And I think that's where we'll end the session. This has been House Common Blood, the intro and outro music by Savic Oh My Doll. Any music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be vibing on. And if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Man, that was a real trip.